You guys, today is going to be so much fun. We are geeking out with Jessica Shuva. She is here to tell us all about tech VAs, all the things in business behind the scenes from email automations to funnel builds to setting up courses and all the different platforms. That is the magic the tech VAs create. Now, Jess is amazing. She's a former third grade teacher and mom of two who started out as a general VA doing a little bit of everything like we all do, right? She's been in business for over two years and enjoys setting up funnels, working in her favorite system, Kartra, and helping other virtual assistants learn and get confident with tech. Now, in this episode, we talk about so many things, including what makes an amazing client, how to hire a tech VA, including projects you can do when starting out working with a tech VA. She tells us her favorite place to hire from, which even I didn't know, and I'm really excited to utilize this resource. We talk about the five love languages and the workplace. So many amazing things. So I can't wait to hear what you guys think of this episode. On to the show. Everybody, I'm so excited to welcome Jess Shuva to the podcast today. Jess, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This episode is one that I know so many people are going to look forward to because in the space that I'm in, it feels like everybody's always looking for an amazing tech VA. I cannot wait to dig in. Me too. I would love it if for people that don't know you, if you could tell us a little bit about your journey into the online space. I think I know you were a teacher before. Yes, I was a third grade teacher for five years. I worked at an inner city school to start, and then I shifted to a private school. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. But after having my second child, I just really struggled as a teacher. I just did not have my heart in it. And I just knew that I wouldn't be able to continue and you know feel good with myself. So I ended up leaving and I had purchased a course on how to become a virtual assistant actually a year before I even left, but it was just something that I was like, you know, this sounds amazing, but I just don't think I have the guts to do it. I really needed stability. And that's just something that I have to have in order to make decisions and, you know, starting this new business, it just sounded so scary and, There was so much that was unknown. So it took me a long time to really let that idea actually settle and for me to start implementing the things in the course. But after trying to be just a stay-at-home mom for a little bit, which was great, I just needed like a sense of, I don't know, like a a goal. Like I wanted to accomplish something, right? Yeah. I wanted to have something that was just for me. So I really started to create this business and it's become so many different things since I started, but I feel so aligned where I'm at and it took a little bit to get there, but I, you know, realized I love tech. I even wanted to be actually a tech teacher in the schools, Wow! but that required, you know, for me to get a master's degree when I already had one small child at home. I just 
there was no way I could do it. So lo and behold, here I am doing tech, not as a teacher, but in the best possible way. Oh man. I love that so much. I think so many of us have a similar story starting out, you know, wanting something for ourselves and really being unsure. Like as you go from not knowing what a virtual assistant is to probably thinking it's some sort of scam or like, is this really true? And then when you start getting into it, it's like, you never look back. It's such an amazing opportunity with the flexibility and, you know, the challenge of building your own business. There's nothing like it. Definitely. I mean, so many scary things to overcome. There was a lot of fear, but after making it happen, I just can't imagine going back as a teacher or even working a regular job because I'm so used to having freedom and working on my own schedule, not having to follow follow anyone else's rules or like when I need to be here or there. So yeah, it's definitely an amazing opportunity. So tell us more about what a day in the life looks like for you. I know you have some amazing other offers now, like a course, but if we're talking about your tech VA work and when you get up in the morning, what do you start doing and what type of projects are you working on? Yes. I love that question. So I work a lot with clients who use a system called Kartra. So that's really my specialty system. I started out by doing a lot of different systems, but I really loved Kartra because there was so much you could do with it. So I had a few clients on retainer and I would help them with their system, Kartra. So within that system, you can do a lot of things. So you can have your sales pages, your opt-in pages, you know, your emails, your course, you know, memberships and whatnot. So there's so much you can do and it can be a little bit complicated, which is why people will hire out for this system. So I really enjoyed it. Every day looked different, which I also enjoy because I get very bored (laughs) if I'm doing like repetitive things or things that don't make me like think outside of the box. So I really like it because there's so many pieces to it and trying to figure out, well, how can we make this work? What's the best way to do this? My brain just loves that. So I do a lot of that stuff for clients. I help set up their funnels. So maybe they're selling a new program. I'll set up all the pieces to it. So the sales page, the product, the actual course, the emails um, and everything. So that way they can just market it, put it out there and everything's ready to go on the back end and they don't have to worry. Yeah. And that stuff takes so much time. It definitely can. There's some funnels that can be very complex and really really require a lot of thinking and effort to put everything together. But it's so amazing once these things are done, you can just look at them and be like, I did that. And it's working beautifully and bringing in all of these new clients for your customer. It feels like magic when the tech works and somebody can click a button and all the things in the back end just start working and the emails fire and, you know, they yes. get the login for the program. It's just, it's super cool. It is. And it's just something you never really think about until you are like the one doing it or the one that has to have this set up for their business. Like, wow, there's so many pieces to this. And I think it holds people back because you meet people who are visionaries and they have these incredible ideas for a course, a program, or an offer. And 
they get stuck on like, okay, well, everybody says I need this thing called a funnel and I don't know what that is. I don't know how to put it together. I don't know how to make everything talk to each other. A lot of times people even just get stuck on the platform trying to choose from all the different platforms out there. Would you say that you would recommend somebody look for a tech VA that specializes in their platform Or do you find that there are general VAs that can work in several different platforms and do a really great job too? Yeah. So there's really both. And I kind of, you know, it's hard to pick one because there are VAs who work in multiple systems. I still do that. I'm still kind of a general tech VA who can, you know, if you have five different systems, like I can help you connect all of them and have them work together seamlessly. But I also really focus on Kartra too. That's the system where I consider myself an expert. So it really depends on what systems you have and what kind of person you need, how much experience you want them to have. If you're really doing a lot of complex things in your system, or you want someone to help you really strategize for how you can do this, then you definitely want to hire someone who is more of an expert at that system because they can put everything together, but they can really help you figure out what is the best way to do this. And you guys can, you know, have those ideas together and come up with the best solution. Whereas a general tech VA, you know, they're mostly just going to take the pieces or the information you give them and put things together and not so much the strategy component. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I'm wondering when you come on and work with a client, let's say they want you to build out a funnel for a, a certain product or an offer that they have. Do you find that then they want or need to keep you on retainer after that? Or is it more project specific where you come on and build something out and then perhaps even show them you know, how to use some of the things or if they need to make changes? Do you find that there's more of one than the other? I've seen both. You know, it really depends on the entrepreneur. So do they have the funds to keep someone on retainer? Do they have the need for it? Does that system create the need for someone to be ongoing? You know, how big is their business? Do they have a lot of things going on? A lot of things they need constantly set up or tweaked? If so, then yes. I mean, it's great to be able to have someone on retainer for that, where anytime you want to set up something new, you can just send it to them, send them the details and they can set it up. But I, you know, there's also a lot of project-based things. Some people don't need to have someone on their team just for tech because they only really might have like a couple of funnels or like a couple of programs where things are already set up. Maybe they just need something tweaked or they need a new email sequence set up. So it really depends on, you know, the business, how much business they have coming in and really how much they're creating. Yeah, that makes sense. So if we're thinking about what some of these things might cost, if somebody is trying to budget or to figure out, can I afford to bring on a tech VA? Would you say there's a range in either for yourself or for the industry where a starting rate maybe for a tech VA and then also what it might look like if there's a project-based retainer to set up? I know there's a huge range in funnels, but if somebody had a very simple offer funnel, what might be the starting range for something like that? Yeah. So normally for a tech VA, I would say an average, you're probably going to pay around 40 to $50 an hour. 
if they are more of a specialist, you know, it's going to go up from there. Could be fifty to hundred dollars an hour, really depending on what they're doing. So keep that in mind. Um, but with the specialists, like I said, they're going to be doing a lot of the strategy stuff as well, which does contribute to them charging more. The things like funnels. So a simple opt-in funnel where you have a page where people enter their information, they get a freebie after that. So someone would set up the page, the email sequence and the the thank you page and make sure everything's working properly. Um, That could be around like $500 and then anything more complex, you know, is definitely going to add to that price, but just a simple opt-in funnel. It's probably, probably a good price to start. And does that include also like the nurture sequence that then would fire out like the delivery of the freebie in that price? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it really depends. So pricing depends on how much really they're going to be doing. So I always ask my clients, you know, how many emails do you want to set up? Because the more emails they want to add after the opt-in, that's going to take more time, which is going to be you know, I'm going to have to charge more for that. Right. So yes, but I do include that within my opt-in funnel setup. So the opt-in and the actual sequence that we'll need to follow. And I just charge accordingly to how long I think it'll take me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So that leads me into the next question all about how does somebody hone in and find that perfect tech VA for them. Do you ever recommend paid test projects or are there questions that you recommend that people ask to make sure that they find somebody qualified and also that can support them in achieving the goal that they're hoping to achieve? Yes. So getting on a call with someone is definitely important. I don't recommend ever hiring just over email because you want to see what they're like. You want to get a feel for their personality, their character. You know, are they showing up on time to the call? Are they interested in my business? Right. Are they asking me questions about my goals for my business and why I'm looking to hire? I think it's really important that they do take an interest in what you do and maybe they can connect to it. That's a great sign too. If you know if they have some experience with that niche already and they're interested in it. So definitely get on a call with someone for questions. You know, you can ask them, have you set up something like this before? Like, what does it look like? Or how, what's your process for doing that? You could even ask them to send you portfolio if they have one of their work, especially if they're doing things that are more like visual, like graphic design or, you know, setting up sales pages or opt-ins. Okay. So you can definitely ask for that. And then I do like to do a one month trial or, you know, a, yeah, a trial f- per project before we commit to working together for a longer period. So I did have three month retainers for clients, but I would always say every time I had a new client, let's try it out for a month and see how it goes, because I want to make sure that we're both happy and that we mesh well together. That is so important. So I do recommend, yeah, doing a trial period and If you're thinking about hiring someone long-term before you do that, you could just take someone on for a project to see if they would be a good fit for that longer term role. I think that's amazing advice. And if somebody's thinking about a smaller project, do you see 
most of those being sort of the freebie and opt-in funnel, or are there other things that people might be overlooking that they can ask someone to do as an intro project to get to know the person and make sure that everything is a good fit? Yeah, definitely. So there's so many smaller things that you could ask someone to kind of start with. One of those things could be creating just the opt-in page, right? So just one page, I just need that form and I need the content on there. That's, you know, a small component of the larger funnel or just an email sequence. I mean, sometimes we all like need to set up a sequence that people are going to go through and maybe your copywriter just gave you a bunch of emails you need to input, right? So instead of doing it yourself, you could hire someone just for that small project of putting those emails into a sequence and making sure it's set up appropriately. So those are a couple of things. A lot of people also are creating courses, right? So you're adding all of this content to the portal, which is pretty easy and straightforward and someone else could do for you. So that's another great task too, just inputting videos, any downloadables, making sure they're organized in the right sections. I love that. Would you say you have any ideas of red flags? Like if somebody's in the middle of the hiring process and something comes up or somebody might not have some of the things that you've already said, or they might not be willing to do a trial period. Are there any other red flags that you have seen that you would tell someone who is hiring, "Mm, maybe take a step back or interview some other people because this could potentially be an issue? Yeah. So I do think that if the tech VA is not confident on the call, if you can sense that they're unsure or second guessing themselves and they might not have experience with the project that you are wanting them to do or the system that you're wanting them to work in. So definitely, you know, feel that out, um, make sure you're getting a good vibe from them. That's so important that I also advise for tech VAs when they're also getting on a call with a client, you want to trust your gut um, when it comes to who you're working with. So, you know, keep that in mind. If you are already working with someone, are they responding to your communication, right? In a, in a timely manner. I mean, you know, people are going to be probably with their family in the evenings and also we have to sleep, but you know, are they responding the next business day or like somewhat reasonably because we want to make sure that the person you hired that you can get a hold of them and that they are responding and they're engaging and that they're there for you, especially if something does come up, you want to make sure that they can handle it. So are they communicating? Are they meeting deadlines? So I do recommend, are you, you know, to give them deadlines, first of all, because sometimes we forget tell them when you need something done and that way they're more likely to get it done by that due date. But if they're not, I mean, that's another red flag. What's the issue there? Emergencies come up, but if so, like, did they communicate that? Uh, We want to make sure that we can, you know, trust them and that they're following through with tests. Yes. That's really critical. I talk a lot on the podcast about how people really want to show up and do a good job for you. But if you don't have clear communication, if you don't know what you want, if you don't set a due date, for example, which is not uncommon, or people don't have maybe a project management system set up yet to even track those kind of things Mm -hmm. to see where things are at in the process, it could make things hard on everybody. And so you might say, oh, I, I made a bad hire when in fact 
it's just your communication and sort of your backend systems that made it really difficult for someone to come in and help you in the way you needed. Definitely. I do see a lot of people that don't have an organization or project management tool. So that is problematic, especially when you're communicating, you know, maybe through email or Slack and you're just constantly sending them tasks. It's hard to track that. Things get lost in emails, things get lost in Slack. And as more things come in, those older things might get pushed to the back. So having a tool to, you know, between you and your contractor or you and your client is really important. So I do recommend ClickUp. It's great. And, you know, you can assign those due dates and assign who's doing the what. And it's so helpful to keep track of things. You're speaking my love language because I am obsessed with ClickUp. It's definitely my preferred project management system. But even for somebody starting out, something like Trello or something really easy Mm -hmm. that they can get in and kick off with just to, like you said, outline what needs to be done. Sometimes those things are listed in a priority and having due dates and, you know, communicate on those tasks about the task. It makes life easier for everybody. Definitely. Trello is also, yeah, it's great for newer people starting out with a project management tool. I use that to start and it was fine. Like it worked, but if you're ready to move on to something more advanced, yeah, I definitely recommend ClickUp. And as far as, you know, getting frustrated with someone because they're not doing something the way that you want or that the way that you would do it, I recommend sending them a video tutorial explaining exactly what it is they need to do and how, because that's going to be so helpful. And if they can see visually exactly what needs to be done, they're more likely to do it that way. And that's going to prevent a lot of that frustration. Yes, absolutely. And examples of what they're thinking of, like, I, I love it so much. I tell people, from the OBM side, even if you're not building out like written standard operating procedures, if you're not doing that whole thing, just have a little Google sheet with a list of videos that you've created for the things that you're doing, or, you know, save some swipe files. Like I love how this email sequence looks, or I love how the sales page flows, those types of things just really help someone get you the outcome that you want. Yes. Examples are so helpful, especially for, you know, the more general tech VA who might be doing lots of different tasks, um, you know, setting up sales pages or opt-in pages. Well, what kind of sales pages do you like? Do you have any examples or ones that you want me to kind of mimic? So those are definitely helpful. Yes. Inspiration. I think this discussion is so important. And I know people listening to this podcast want to show up and be the best client they could be. One of my personal values is that when I bring on somebody in my team or if I hire a contractor for something, I want to be their favorite client. I want them to be obsessed with our experience and and make it as good as I can. Because in reality, there's especially for their positions, I would say, in my opinion, tech VA is a very in-demand position and people that are good are booked out so quickly. And so I want to take care of the people that I know and love. So they want to stay with me. So do you have any other advice for clients, how they could show up and really be an amazing client, be prepared and help them retain the people that they then find? Yes. I love this question. And I think a lot of the things that we talked about kind of goes both ways for like, how do you know someone's a good tech VA? Well, I mean, 
as a tech VA myself, (laughs) I think about those same things when it comes to who I work with. So are they communicating with me in a timely manner too? Are they answering my questions? Because sometimes I can't move forward if they're not, you know, so are they understanding when things do come up or there is a delay because, you know, something that's out of our control, you know, are they grateful for the work that I'm doing, you know, sending occasional like thank you cards or Starbucks gift cards, like so sweet and so nice and makes you feel so appreciated, you know? So just little things like that, responding, being there, giving guidance when needed and just, yeah, being grateful for the person who's helping you make this happen in your business. I love that so much. One of the things that I love to ask and I've implemented this for some clients is there is the five love languages, but there is a book for business. So (laughs) you don't have to ask someone what their actual love language is, but for work, I find that it also really makes sense because for me, I sometimes forget to do that verbal praise, but I am like a gift giver. I'm like, I'll give you all the gifts, but if that's not your love language, you're like, yeah, but can you just tell me I'm doing a good job? (laughs) And so finding it's okay to ask those questions when you're hiring, you know, there's actually like a five love languages in the workplace quiz. And I could probably link it below in the show notes. You could send that to somebody. I wouldn't find that weird. I would say, yeah, of course, either I'll tell you, or I could take this quiz and we can find out together, but you can ask people when they come on, how do you like to receive feedback and praise? And I think that's a great question to start off a relationship on the right foot. Definitely. I mean, I think just those little things that you can do to create a more positive working environment is this is very important. Now, I don't know if this feels like it to you, but I've alluded to the fact that whenever I have found an incredible tech VA in the OBM community or in the online space, people are always having posts like, can you send me a referral for your favorite tech VA? And the ones that, like I said, have been amazing, responsive, talented, they're swooped up and booked out. So then the next time I go to refer or use them, they're like, no, no, I'm totally full for clients right now. Thank you so much. So for those of us who aren't in the community, where are you guys hiding? How do we find you? <laughs> Hook us up with all the tech VAs. Yes. So I do definitely recommend, you know, reaching out to your network first, your connections to see if anyone does know a good tech VA, like you said, because, you know, being able to work with someone who your best, you know, mastermind buddy has also worked with is going to be really helpful and probably be a good fit for you too. If they're working with someone, you know, who has a similar business as you and, As far as finding someone else, I do have a tech VA directory, and these are all tech VAs who have gone through my programs, have been in my courses, and who I have also worked with. I also hire them too to do things for me, to set up things for me. So that's something you can definitely ask me for. I can get you the link to that. It's on my website, but that's a great place to look and to see who might be a good fit for you. You can read a little bit about what they do uh, as far as their services and the platforms they work with the most. And you can reach out to them right from there. Oh, I just feel like we found a big secret. (laughs) People are going to be blowing up your list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. That's what it's there for. 
So tell us more about your program. And if somebody is listening to this and they might be thinking, wow, I really, this sounds right up my alley. Like I would love to be showing up and doing these types of things for clients and doing this type of work, or maybe they're doing it, but they just want to go all in with the tech VA side. How do you help people get really confident with tech and become a successful tech VA? So I do have a free Facebook group and this is like my small, but mighty community. (laughs) And it is called become a tech VA. So definitely come join us. If you're interested, we have a great little group in there. I do a lot of trainings in there. I do trainings on systems. I do trainings on building your business and it's a lot of fun and you can learn a lot. And I also have a free guide and it is a top systems you should know as a tech VA. So if you're like wondering what you should focus on or what systems people are using the most in this online space, definitely grab this guide because it will answer your questions. (laughs) Yes. Cause I think so many people come on and they say in every space, right? VAs, OBMs, I'm sure tech VAs where do I start? There's so much technology and software out there. I don't know which one to pick to, to focus on. And so that be such a valuable tool. Yes. I know starting out, I was so overwhelmed by all of the systems and it really took me a while to figure out, okay, which ones are the most important to know if I were coming in and just wanting to start my tech VA business, because I see a lot of VAs trying to learn everything and, First of all, who has time for that? Second of all, you know, you want to get good at a few. You don't want to know all of them because you won't need to use all of them. So definitely grab this guide and I can make sure you have that link. Yes, we will definitely link all of that in the show notes. And also your course, uh, is your course a deep dive into helping people know Kartra better? Yes. So I did build a course on Kartra for virtual assistants because I saw a need for more Kartra VAs. There aren't very many people who know how to work in Kartra, how to set things up, how to make it all work together. And it's a complex system. So I wanted to really break it down for virtual assistants who are interested in learning this or interested in specializing this in this system, because it's so big, robust, and there's a lot of people using it, a lot of online entrepreneurs. So they really need someone who can help them handle the tech. So this course is for virtual assistants to be able to learn Kartra and specialize in Kartra and really be able to charge more money because the more that you become an expert with the system, the more you can charge. Absolutely. One of my favorite things is when teachers then come into the online space and build out courses because I feel like they're still using the skills that they have developed and trained for, and then they're bringing them to help teach us those things. And so I know that you were able to really bring those skills to this program and teach the people that are wanting to learn about Kartra. So I'm really excited that you were able to share this program with the community because I know it provides so much value to not only the people taking it, but also the people who are using their services. Yeah. Well, I was so happy to be here and I really appreciate you bringing me on to talk more about this. I definitely love helping people find good tech VAs and helping tech VAs really get confidence and grow their business. So I appreciate it. 
we're so happy you're here. Do you have any parting words for people looking to hire tech VAs? Reach out to me <laughs> at Tech with Jess on Instagram, and I can send you the link to my Tech VA directory. And you can take a look and reach out to anyone who you feel like might be a good fit for you. And definitely follow you there because I love your content. It's so educational. It's a lot of fun. So I love accounts where I can show up and be entertained, but also learn things. Yes. Well, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. I'm so excited. And for all the things we talked about today, the links to all the things, they'll be in the show notes and then people can definitely reach out to you on Instagram. So thank you again for being here. Thank you, Julie.